0: What are the two paths to peace in a dysfunctional relationship? Peace is the thing that escapes you. You are held emotionally hostage, day and night, scratching your head, wondering, what is it gonna take to finally feel good, to make this relationship work? Psychologically, you're held hostage, strategizing, manipulating, trying to figure out how to get somebody to care as much about you as you care about them. Trying to figure out how somebody can be so mean and so selfish when you are so selfless and do so much for everybody else and nobody's there for you. Financially, you can be held hostage in a dysfunctional relationship. You're the one making all the sacrifices. You're the successful one. And everybody else just kind of is along for the ride. And it's not equally yoked. It's not mutually beneficial. And so there's no peace. I wanna talk to you about the two paths to peace in a dysfunctional relationship so that you might be able to have some resolve, some insight. That's what I wanna give you today. I wanna give you insight into your relationship dynamic so that you can have the love and happiness you truly deserve. You're a good person. Why do you keep attracting bad people? How can you be so smart yet feel so stupid in your relationship decisions i understand because it wasn't that long ago that i was on that same path very successful in my life had all the things from the outside looking in but in relationships i always felt alone and not enough and i kept scratching my head wondering what it was going to take to be chosen by the people that i felt like i wanted but didn't really want me and if that's you and you're in that position today, and you're looking for some peace, I've got the paths for you today. Let's talk about it. The first path to peace is through your personal power Now, I know that you're a powerful person. I know you've overcome a lot in your life and you've done a lot of really big things in your life and you've accomplished a lot of goals. But unfortunately, the one area that all of our shit shows up is in relationship because you can be as successful as possible in every other area of your life. But this one area, you lose all of your ability to make things happen and you lose your sense of personal power. And so what happens is you start to think you're powerless. And here are the power leaks. That's what I want to talk to you about. Where Where did your power go? Where did you lose it? You left it through a power leak. And when you're with a toxic or dysfunctional person, they can suck your power in many ways. And one of the ways they suck your power is through making you think that you don't have any control because usually when you're in a relationship with a toxic person they are out of control and you were attempting to gain control over them and their behavior you probably recognize this pattern the most whenever you're in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic or somebody dysfunctional that uses substances has a substance use disorder and you find that you know you're powerless, but that doesn't stop you from trying to fix the problem. And so every time you go up against this problem and try to assert your power and dominance over it in a place that you have no control, you feel like the Wicked Witch of the West, be gone. You have no power here. You you, you recognize that it's futile for you to try to control this situation, but you keep on doing it. And so every time you do that and fail, it's a power suck. It's a power leak. And then it trickles into the next area when you really feel powerless and your power is sucked and you realize you have no control, it starts to impact your self-esteem. And then you start to wonder things like, what's wrong with me that I can't get this toxic or dysfunctional person to respect me? What's wrong with me that I can't get this toxic or dysfunctional person to pick me over their dysfunctional thing? the substance that they use or what have you. Why can't I get this toxic or dysfunctional person to love me the way that I really wanna be loved? And if you just pause and ask yourself the question, a better question, you will get your power back almost immediately. And a better question is, why the fuck do I want a toxic or dysfunctional person to love me? And I guarantee you that if you sit with that question long enough and let the answer bubble up inside of you, you'll find it directly linked to your past where you're creating this situation over and over again in your life so that you can finally rectify and heal the pain that was caused to you once upon a time by somebody you loved that didn't know how to love you back. And so you keep picking people. Your power is lost because you you give up your control. You give up your power <coughs> to somebody else, <coughs> excuse me, in hopes that they will make you feel chosen make you feel wanted, make you feel loved. And at the end of the day, what ends up happening is your self-esteem takes a hit and that's another place your power goes. Your power goes, there's a power suck in this inability to have balanced responsibility in a relationship, you know, and you feel overly responsible. So you're the one all the time. You're doing everything, you're working overtime, you're the one, you're running the show, you've got all the balls and on the air, you're juggling absolutely everything and you are overly responsible for this under functioning human in your life. And what does that do for you? You lose your power because you live in a constant state of overwhelm, feeling like everything is up to you all the time. The only person that can do it is you. The only person you can count on is you. The only person you can trust is you. And you're proven right every time you look around at the people you're surrounded with and you go, well, I guess that's just the way it is. And you don't feel like a powerful person anymore because all your power is spent trying to keep those fucking balls in the air. And you have no time left ever for you to do what fills you up. And so you feel overwhelmed, exhausted, overworked. You're overing all the time in your relationship. And so there's a power leak. It's like draining your battery, all this energy that you spend on everybody else. And for what? To what end? Does it ever pay off? You know, when you go to the, we have a Tesla. My husband got the Tesla, you know, and when he charges it up, it charges up and you put it in the portal you put the thing in and it charges up and he he's ready to go and and he, that's time well spent he spends a half an hour an hour overnight whatever charging this thing up and in the morning it's got juice but not you 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 let people plug into you all day long and and you're plugged in but they're draining you and you leave there more exhausted and depleted than you originally showed up. And that's really not how life is supposed to be. Those are codependent relationships where you've got a succubus and you feel powerful because they initially are attracted to you because of your power, because of your ability to fix things or be in control of things, but eventually they suck you dry and then you lose your your sense of ability of being able to help because you realize it's not working. It's not working and then the resentment settles in. You know, you can have a power leak in your emotions because you only have so much bandwidth for your own emotions, but then somebody else comes in your life and they're toxic or dysfunctional, and they're like a freaking tornado, man. They come into your energy field and it's like, it's a frenetic energy and all of your energy goes to not just regulating yourself, but trying to regulate their emotions as well. Again, this is all about you overing, over-investing, over-involving yourself, Overestimating your ability and how much power you have over another human being, and overestimating their ability to p- apply the things that you're teaching and telling them. There's, there's a couple of types of people in the world. You know, you, you see the truth, you know the truth about what's going on with this person. You're attempting to use your power to fix it or whatever. And there are lots of people like you and like me who know the truth and see the truth. And there are other people, when you show them the truth, they see it and they implement it. But then there's this whole other group of people that can't see the truth, won't see the truth and are blind to it, no matter how much you try to get them to see. And you know you have a person like that if you constantly are scratching your head wondering, what's it gonna take for you to see? What's it gonna take for you to get it? A better question to restore your power, to plug in would be, why am I willing to invest all my time and energy into helping somebody see who doesn't have the eyes to see it in the first place? And I guarantee you, if you sit with that question long enough, it'll take you all the way back in a time machine To when you didn't feel heard, you didn't feel loved, you didn't feel respected, you didn't feel valued, and you kept trying to get somebody to see your value, see how awesome and amazing you were. And because that never got resolved, here you are picking that in another person over and over and over again. Why is that empowering to recognize that? Well, because as long as you don't see that, you're looking at the other person, really believing it is about them. You're so exhausted and overwhelmed and resentful because of them. But the reality is, the truth is, you have choice here. And when you don't feel like you have any power, you forget that very thing that you always have a choice. You have an option here. Sometimes it takes somebody coming alongside of you to help you see the options and choices you have and the options and choices you're taking and making and helping you restore that power. And so that's one of the pathways to peace is a power restoration. It's helping you see where those power leaks are and how to get your power back. Now, I'm a power person. I love power. I think power is the juice to all things that make make something work, right? We have this personal power, but not feeling like you have any, And realizing like a lot of my clients and students come to me in my programs and say, I used to have that power. I used to know who I was. I used to be able to, used to could, you know, I used to be able to walk into a room and own it and claim it and know how to get things done. But here I am with this toxic or dysfunctional person and it's the one area, my power doesn't work. And I'm I'm like a witch without a wand. You know what I mean? Like you're just trying to come up with any kind of potion or spell you can to get this person to see the light and it's not working. Another place, a pathway to get your peace back in this functional relationship is perspective. So we've got the power path and the perspective path, and either one of these are gonna be an amazing approach for you to start to heal. The perspective path is, is really you have to understand that sometimes a light like you, who's bright and can see other people's issues and challenges and problems can't shine on itself. So you have a blind spot. So sometimes you need someone like myself to come alongside of you and give you the perspective in your relationship to actually wonder, is this a relationship that you should be fighting in and for? Is this something that you should actually stick in? Is this relationship worth it enough for you? Is this your person? Should you stick this thing out or not? And sometimes the perspective is what you need to be able to see what you're really doing and who you're really with. And is it the the right place for you to be? I love this story. One of my mentors I had a chance to study with for a very long time, taught me everything I needed to know really about leadership. And that is John Maxwell. And many, many, many years ago, I had a chance to go through his training programs and have him come alongside me and mentor me. Back in those days, he was part of that program and would be personally there. And I just feel so grateful to have had the opportunity to really study with him and learn from him. And he used to tell this story about perspective. And it went like this. Once upon a time, there were people, excuse me. There were people who were tasked with the job of clearing a jungle. And One group of people, they were the um, workers, the producers, and they were down there hacking the fields and they were chopping away at the brush and that was their job. They were just worker bees, right? They were down there hacking away and clearing the path. And then there were managers behind them that were writing uh, reports on how well they were doing with like making headway in the jungle, right? And then beyond the managers were the supervisors that were watching the managers and teaching them how to manage their people better with the time and how to get the job done and effectiveness and on and on and on so you can imagine there's like a bunch of people that are marching behind everybody else going yep you're doing a good job bobby yep susan keep it up what surely i want to talk to you about your tps reports you know and all of this well the leader in this whole group is the one that climbs the tallest tree in the jungle surveys the land and goes wrong jungle the leader has the foresight and hindsight sometimes, depending upon where the perspective is, the ability to rise above the bullshit, like drudging through and crushing through and how good are we doing clearing the bush, yeah, to go, we're not even in the right place here. And that's what perspective can do for you. Here you are, hacking away, clearing the brush in your toxic and dysfunctional relationship, trying to make sense of things, trying to clear away the shit from whatever. And you need some perspective to go, are you even in the right jungle? Is this even worth it for you at the end of the day? As so you clear the br- bush, brush, you do everything you need to do and you look around and you go, is this your person at the end of the day anyway? Many of you, Are in relationships with toxic and dysfunctional people and you do this thing called splitting that a lot of people do when they have codependency issues and that is you split people into two and you have the one person that you really love right this is the awesome person they're so great they're so amazing they're they're wonderful they have respectful and loving and kind and patient and sweet and then you have the other person who's a dick They're an asshole. They're selfish. They're terrible. Ugh, it's a horrible, horrible person. But but they're not this person. They're really this person. They're only this person sometimes. It's like you make somebody have disassociative identity disorder and multiple personalities so that you can compartmentalize the person that you want versus the person that you don't want. Well, honey, they're all one person. We got to merge the person and really understand that you're dealing with one human being who is this person as well as this person. And you might think, well, that's only drugs or alcohol. If they just stop doing those things, they're going to be the person that I know that they can be, that I want them to be. And here's a little secret for you. Many, many times when somebody gets sober, they become worse, more of an asshole. And here's what I want you to understand and know they're medicating something. And when you take the medication away, which is the substance that they've been using, real life starts to happen and you realize, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from my students and clients in retreats and workshops all the time. Heidi, I liked him better drunk. I hate to admit this, but I wish he'd just do a little something and like get himself okay. Because when he's on and he doesn't have anything, well, he's really hard to deal with. You know, he's not well, that's that's the reality of who that person is. They're Medicaid. They're using substances for a damn good reason. <laughs> and when you take the substance away, you find the reason. So you can't split the people anymore. You got to realize you have one person. Do you want this person if nothing ever changes? Do you want this person with both of these personalities? Do you want the Hyde and the Jekyll? Do you want them both? And if you can't answer that question then you've lost your power and control because you are putting all your power into trying to fix or change another human being and like glinda the good witch says be gone you have no power here she knows she knows just like she told dorothy the only power you have is on the inside to go home back to yourself just like dorothy did at the end of that movie i always want to go home go home you've always had the power to go home to you the only thing the only person that you have control over is you And when you realize that and you take your power back and you get some perspective, then you have peace. I'm gonna trust that this little lesson has served you well today. If you decide you'd like to go deeper in one of my programs or join me in a retreat and see me in person or have some private mentorship or coaching, I'd love to meet with you and see if that is a good fit. And so you can schedule a complimentary consultation over at HeidiRain.com, and we can get to know each other a little better and see if it makes sense for us to work together. Uh, I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. And as always, of course, love yourself first because everything else flows from that place.